Hey, what's up, everybody? All these refs are back with a brand new episode of The Wealth Ladder. Today, we're going to talk about something that is very near and dear to me and from the investment banking world. It's from Wall Street to private wealth and the traditions of money. And the reason why we're going to be talking about this today is because I want you guys to get in the mindset of how centimillionaire and billionaires work, especially when it comes to transactions, especially when it comes to understanding the philosophy of money, the importance of how to treat money, how to understand how to use money, some of the lessons and rules and laws around money fundamentally, and how you can benefit from understanding this philosophy for yourself. Now, obviously, a lot of us, when we grow up, um, we're not taught financial education at our homes. We're not taught financial education at school. So our educational system and our homeschool education, uh, when we come back home, the environment that we fall back in, is fundamentally flawed against teaching uh, the, the rules of money. And the reason I say this wholeheartedly is because we have different cultures, right? Everybody's not coming from the same origin and our stories are very different. They're unique. Um, you know, some cultures are essentially very fond of teaching about money, whereas others are not so much uh, comfortable talking about money because it's kind of like a bad stigma, right? So when you're growing up at specific types of cultures and when you're educating yourself or getting the type of education and the environment uh, from families who are essentially looking at money, as a means to uh, an end, instead of really a vehicle to build wealth, we're taught different lessons and we behave around money differently. And when we look at that, when we look at the traditions of money for different types of groups and origins of people, especially cultures, uh, there's a bad stigma that we have to remove. So the beauty of this is that you can actually unlearn some of the stuff that's negative towards money. You can actually unlearn and you know, wind yourself into a situation where you can appreciate money, where you can actually take this information uh, and, and the magic of, of the art of money and use it to your advantage to build wealth. So as you know, in my podcast, my whole philosophy is to educate you guys towards building prosperity and wealth, but also understanding the value of money, understanding where money came from, where it originated from, why we need to pay attention and respect it, uh, and of course, understand how important it is as part of our lives as a vehicle that is going to drive us ultimately to our destination. Now, that destination for a lot of people is not beyond a certain amount of $100,000, whereas for others, it's an unlimited ambition. So I want you to be open-minded as you listen to this podcast today because I am going to give you a behind-the-scenes of how these individuals think. The high-caliber, really wealthy, um, you know, centimillionaire and billionaire families and how they treat money. And the way of thinking towards, you know, the philosophy of money and the way of thinking towards basically general communications when it comes to money is, uh, is going to be very critical for you in, in this lesson. So to start, let's, let's look at how the wealthy look at money in terms of transactions, right? So obviously, as we grow up in our cultures and as we grow up middle class, if you're coming from a poor to middle class, you know, or, or some sort of culture that you grew up in that doesn't necessarily openly talk about money, you might have come across a situation where it's bad stigma, right? Don't talk about money. It's not good. Uh, we shouldn't talk about money problems and, and, and we'll worry about that some other time. Let's just talk about happiness. Let's just talk about how it's important to have health. And mind you, health is extremely important, regardless wealthy or not. Uh, but you have to emphasize the, the, and you have to acknowledge that there was an elephant in the room. And in fact, if you ignore that, it's actually going to lead you more towards poverty rather than really staying in middle class or let alone improvising the situation of your middle class situation. So you have to move away from that. So stop thinking about money as a bad thing. Don't think of it as, as a bad karma. In fact, be comfortable talking about money around your children. 
if you're a kid who is listening to this, and I'm not talking about you being a kid as in like um, a young child, I'm talking about you as an adult who is a child to your parents who, who have never had the comfort of talking about money. Uh, it's time to break that ice. It's time to start talking about money and how things are shifting. And you can start as good as taking news that you saw and discussing how things are changing economically. I mean, we've been through COVID-19, right? Uh, still going through some of the recoveries here. And that's just a good starting point. I mean, you can talk a lot about money uh, with, with that as a solution, as as a, as a, as a anchor towards the conversations of, of building on to that topic of money, right? So start having discussions openly about money, how, how things are changing and what are some of the things we need to pay attention to and how this will be a trigger towards building wealth and we should pay attention more uh, towards that. So there's nothing but positive that can come out of this, right? And the negative that's only going to be if they get like some sort of resistance for bringing up the topic of money, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, like that's something that you have to continuously practice to, to get people used to it. You know, it does take some time before people get used to it. They get accommodated about discussing about money, about the topics of money. Uh, it's not a one-shot deal. It, it's definitely going to be a, a work and effort, and you have to get comfortable around doing that because if you don't, uh, you're basically trapping yourself in the old culture game and the bad karma game. So that's the tradition of money that you have to change in your home state, right? In your home jurisdiction. Once your family and, you know, obviously the, those that you love are used to understanding money differently, are used to acknowledging that, you know what, there's a lot more to money than just simply ignoring it, uh, then you're shifting that dynamic, you're shifting that momentum. So that's the first step, right? Now going behind the scenes with the ultra wealthy and, and some of the things that they look at traditionally, right? the biggest thing they do that's very different from the traditional cultures of middle class and poor people is that not only are they comfortable talking about money, but they're also comfortable putting it on the table in reference to some of the actions they're going to take with the money and basically getting some family opinions, educated ones rather, not some uh, you know perspective of jealousy or some different angle or ulterior motive, but rather as a dynamic of family that's, you know, veered towards one goal, which is building more wealth, they come in and educatedly vet out some of the transactions that they're going to be doing. And the reason why they do it like this is because this is, as a family, it's going to affect everybody. And as a unit, they work together to make sure that they can kind of surpass any type of limitations and basically come together in order to move ahead with those decisions financially. So that's what makes a huge difference compared to a lot of middle class and poor you know, family dynamics. The ultra wealthy are not afraid to discuss money on the table during dinner, even during some, some occasions. Uh, they're comfortable understanding the long-term gain. They don't look at instant gratification. They don't 100% depend on credit. They use credit for real estate type of transactions or a lot larger type of transactions that actually give them long-term benefits. So there's that. So that's one of the biggest points that we really need to pay attention to because if we don't, we're actually trapping ourselves, right? So understanding that, because you have to keep in mind, the ultra wealthy, some of them, yes, it was inheritance. But if those that were getting the inheritance, the root of how the wealth was built was essentially not coming from nothing, right? Obviously, they thought about respecting money in a several way. They thought about looking at money through a sort of a vehicle. Uh, they started putting some sort of standards for themselves, especially for their families when it comes to discussing money. And that's how they establish wealth. So those habits allowed them to get to where they are. Obviously, there's a lot more to it than just simply relying on habits. Uh, but this is a starting point. This is the foundation. So that was one of the parts uh, of, of, of like some of the moments that we have to understand about money, right? And this goes back to you, right? If you're having a family that doesn't really discuss this, especially coming from different cultures and genders and races, right? 
uh, th- that stigma has to be gone. You have to remove that because it's it's really bad, and it's actually holding you back and your family back from the potential opportunities of creating a significant amount of wealth. And you shouldn't help be held back from this. You should definitely take advantage of this. Uh, you should acknowledge that you know money is going to be something as a vehicle to get you to your next destination. Uh, and even if it's a step by step process, you have to acknowledge this because if you don't, you have, like you're gonna get left behind. Whereas others who actually grasp this philosophy and concept and admire it are gonna move ahead. So traditions of money change that. You know, and that's what I say. Start with communication. Start with discussions about what are some of the next steps you're going to take and implement when it comes to making financial moves and get the family involved. But before you get them involved, be sure that you do the icebreaker and start getting more comfortable around money and give it a few weeks until that point where everybody's really um, used to it so that you don't get some sort of hard resistance and you don't get discouraged and you don't talk about it anymore, right? So again, you got to ease into it with the family at the beginning, right? So this is one practice that you have to do. So that's the first part about traditions of money. It's about communication and implementation. The second part is restructuring, right? Like I always talk about restructuring assets. I talk about asset protection, but I also talk about restructuring mindset. Uh, Mindset restructuring also involves some of the physical work that comes with it. For instance, if you're restructuring your mindset in reference to how you look at money, the biggest thing you need to understand is, okay, well, we we talk about, you know, communications. We talk about some of the moves we're going to make financially when it comes to money. But restructuring means that following up on the conversation you initially had and actually doing it and being comfortable doing it because at the beginning, it's going to be very painful. You're not going to get used to this and you're probably going to be going through a lot of ups and downs emotionally. So this is what is the key indicator of tradition and money with the ultra wealthy, right? It's really being really comfortable understanding the the long-term game and making sacrifices on on instant gratification. And this really is is like the driving factor. Eventually, what's going to happen is you're going to get so used to letting go of instant gratification and thinking about the long-term game and avoiding financial pitfalls and mistakes to the point where it's going to be a second nature for you to even advise others and be instantly be able to tell, hey, look, this is not the right move to make. Let's let's think about this because this is what we need to do. And even though you might get some resistance from friends, family, associates, whatever the case um, they'll come to respect you for that. You'll build the credibility, not around just yourself for the actions you'll take, but those around you who will now understand and respect you for what you've done. And once they see the change in you, right, and, and, and around the family and the dynamics, they're going to go automatically and assume that uh, he's probably successful because of what he was trying to tell us. So let's follow these rules. And you're going to create a collective community of like-minded thinkers who are essentially looking to build wealth, right? So The tradition of the ultra wealthy is the fact that they get very least resistance when it comes to talking about money and when it comes to implementation. It's because obviously they have the wealth, but at the same time, uh, when they do communicate with those people, um, which is part of the community, uh, they know exactly where they're coming from. And that's going to be our third point, all right? So outside of restructuring and taking the steps to to fix, uh, you you know, your money conversations and and some of the financial implementations that you need to make to, to fix your money and the assets that you have, the next move is building a new community that would appreciate the type of changes you're trying to make. So traditions of money from Wall Street to private banking, this is what it's all about, right? So Wall Street, what happens is there's a bad stigma around Wall Street. You know, obviously, 2007, 8, 9 housing crisis, Bernie Madoff. There's a lot of different incidents that happen that really crush the confidence in the marketplace from the ultra-wealthy investors. So instead, uh, you know, Wall Street obviously has a lot of different categories of different type of investment products, including public stocks, bonds, and so on and so forth. And investors traditionally rely on that and some sort of private equity model uh, to build their wealth now. But 
back in the day, Wall Street started with a good stigma, right? It was all about, hey, and there was no stigma. It actually started with good intention uh, based on the traditions of money. They understood it really well. They knew how to market to the right type of people. They communicated really well in the language of money and how to implement. And they basically got all the right tools to be able to bring together a community, which are investors in turn, who believed and had confidence in that specific zone, which was Wall Street. And eventually what happened, that dynamic shifted. And when that dynamic shifted, there's a lot of people who went to private equity and doing their own direct investing, specifically family offices who are essentially centimillionaire billionaire families, people who have built a lot of wealth from exiting specific type of transactions that way have been starting on Wall Street that ended at a private level and so on and so forth. So these type of people obviously are looking for cultured people. They're looking for uh, people who have the same dynamics around money. They're looking for people who are thinking about money and the communication around it is the same type of language. If you know what I'm saying, you're understanding the direction I'm trying to take you here, right? So if you, if you start thinking about that, if you start thinking about the philosophy behind this and how, yeah, everything's tying in together. Once you learn and articulate how to communicate about money, understand the action plans that are needed to let go of instant gratification and think about the long-term game, you immediately position yourself to take less risks, but at the same time, understand you're allowed to take educated risk at the same time, asking all the right questions in order to get any party interested in type of deals that you want to do. Once you do that, what happens is you start attracting uh, not only investors, but the right, the right type of people in your group. And some of these guys may not necessarily be investors, but they are catalysts that can connect you to those investors because they still want to look good in front of them at the same time. They still want to get paid as brokers or at least some sort of intermediary in the process. So tradition of money is dealing with communication. It's dealing with the type of way that you articulate yourself when it comes to understanding money, letting go of the cultural bad stigmas and vibes that you came with, and basically demystifying that educational process that you went through. Understanding the importance of letting go of cultural stigma that is holding you back from potentially tapping into unlimited resources, investors, and wealth. So that's the steps that you have to take. And like I said, you have to ease into it. Your family has to ease into it. It's not going to be something that's immediate and automatic. It does take time and does take a little bit of work from your side because you are going to get that resistance. But remember, you're in it for the long-term game. You're not here for instant gratification, right? Um, so that's the tradition of money. I really need you to understand this philosophy because the next few type of episodes we're going to talk about is about getting high-level transactions done. And high-level transactions require you to understand fundamentally this episode. I want you to really familiarize yourself with what I just taught you. Replay it if you have to. Take some notes and practice what I just said. You know, just to recap, number one, start communicating about money. All the stuff that you had in your culture growing up and how it was bad, let's not talk about money and let's not think about that. Let all that go. Put it in a big garbage bin and trash it because that's not going to help you build wealth. What's going to help you build wealth is understanding, dissecting, and thinking about money 24-7. Because if you don't, then it's never going to come to you, right? So from that perspective, start talking, which is our next step. And once your family eases into this communication, get them involved, get them, you know, structured in their mindset. Then the next step is really articulating some of the communication structures, right? And, and restructuring your thinking to it and taking the actions that are necessary to get to the financial goals you guys want to do. And hold yourself accountable to it as a family, as a unit with a collective goal. And by the way, set your goals because that's actually going to help you get to the, to the destination that you're looking to get to. And then by the third point was get the community in front, right? Build that community that you're looking to build. Build that wealth building community. And that requires that articulate level of communication that you know people can look at and see, oh, this individual actually knows what they're talking about and get the respect from the appropriate individuals that can actually connect you to the sources that's going to help you build wealth legitimately, 
right? So we talked about how Wall Street and how the stigma is there and how people went private and how, what the type of you know people they're looking for, especially these private investors. And the type of people they're looking for is the people who know how to communicate their effective way, who understand have been taking action plans that are self-evident, that is respect-worthy. And those are the type of people they want to align themselves with because they know they don't have to worry about 24-7 whether this was the right choice or not because you will be the right choice if you take the right steps. So I hope this episode really helped you guys understand the traditions of money from Wall Street to private banking. I hope you learned some few things here today and hopefully you can start getting used to understanding and comfortably talking about money. If you enjoyed this, don't forget to give it a rating so that most individuals out there who are listening to this type of content can actually get this episode as well and get that distribution. It will definitely help me out as well. And if you haven't subscribed and you've been listening for me uh, to me for a while, well, why don't you consider subscribing and turning the notifications on? I'm sure you're learning quite a bit and I definitely want to see you here more often. And with that said, this is your kind of mentor, Ali Tarafter. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Stay safe and sound. Bye for now.